Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. Yes, for first aid to fast relief from acid indigestion, headache, and the misery of colds, always rely on Alka-Seltzer. And now, Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Yes, friends, welcome to another Alka-Seltzer question session with America's famous quiz kids. You know, folks, we're having a Valentine party this afternoon, and I just know we're going to have a lot of fun. Here's our first question. What kind of a necktie would be appropriate for a Cupid to wear? Now then, you folks at home can be thinking about that one while we have roll call. Are you ready, kids? Here we go. Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 15 years old, and I'm a sophomore in Main Township High School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Sally Ann? I'm Sally Ann Wilhelm. I'm 12 years old. I'm in the 7th grade at Central Junior High School in Elkhart, Indiana. Frankie? I'm Frankie Fandaplug. I'm 6 years old, and I go to Mount... And I'm in 1A at the Mount Vernon School in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> Joel? I'm Joel Copperman. I'm 14 years old, and I'm 3 at Roosevelt High School in Chicago. And Leonard? I'm Leonard Isaacs. I'm 12 years old. I'm in the 7th grade at Hacker Junior High School in Albany, New York. Yes, friends, Leonard is our visiting quiz kid this afternoon. He's a winner on the local quiz kids program heard over station WROW in Albany, New York, sponsored by the Savings Banks of New York State. Well, now then, before we get our Valentine party underway, I have a reminder for all of you boys and girls at home. Now, that letter you're writing to enter our quiz kids best teacher contest must be in the mail before midnight tonight. So if you have any final polishing to do, do it this afternoon and get your letter mailed. All right, let's get back to that first question now, kids. Uh, the question was, what kind of a necktie would be appropriate for Cuba to wear? We have three hands up. Joel's hand was up first. Uh, it'd be a bow tie. A bow tie, that's a boy, that's right, a bow tie. Now then, we'll give the other two hands that were up a chance to, just for good measure, to see if they can think of a make of collar to go with the bow tie. Lonnie. Isn't there an arrow collar? Arrow collar, that a boy. Bow and arrow for Cupid. Now then, this next one is for Mrs. W.L. Stein of Miami, Florida. What men in the news might the following Valentine jingles suggest? 
Here's the first one. Roses are red, violets are blue. We extend a warm welcome back home to you. After three weeks abroad viewing Capitals 12, you cannot relax, but into problems must delve. Leonard. General Eisenhower. General Eisenhower, that's our boy, Leonard. Oh, boy. All right, uh, who might this one suggest? In the land of the kangaroo, we are proud to lay claim to you. Three times in 43 years, U.S. won Aussie cheers. Sally Ann? That would be, be Dick Stavitt, who won uh, the Australian uh, tennis champion. That's right. That's right, Sally Ann. Say, we're just really going to town this afternoon. Everybody's on their toes. Now then, since we have four boys and one girl on our board, I would like to try this question from William Rhodes of Baltimore, Maryland. Each of you boys is to make up a Valentine poem to little Sally Ann. And, now wait a minute, Sally Ann, you make up a Valentine verse to any one of the four boys you choose. Now, you kids can work on them during the program while you're answering questions, which makes this very difficult, and I'll call for them a little bit later on. All right, here we go with the next question. Here's a physiology question from Irma Gibson of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it's based on sort of a pun, shall we say. In ancient times, nearly all the Greeks listened to oracles, but what is the only group of people that consistently listens to oracles these days? Sally Ann? Well, would that be doctors? Because they listen to hearts. That's right. Very, very good. That's right. An oracle is the, uh, uh, one of the heart chambers. And say, by the way, friends, let's all do our share to support the 1951 Heart Fund. Its purpose is to uh, further research, education, and community heart programs. So mail contributions to H-E-A-R-T, Heart, in care of the post office in your community. Now then, for this next question, kids, it's from uh, Ruth Madison of Los Angeles, California. And you are to manufacture valentines from songs. So see if you can name a song which mentions a heart either in the title or in the lyrics. Or one that mentions some ornament you might find on a valentine. All right, uh, Lonnie? Well, there's two hearts in three-quarter time, or sweethearts, or hearts and flowers. Hearts and flowers? Aha, uh -huh. you couldn't sing uh, one of those. Uh, I couldn't sing the words, but I could hum one of them. All right. Oh, my, it just makes you feel like dancing. Oh, fine, Lonnie, thank you. Now, <laughs> Leonard has his hand up. All right, Leonard. You're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. And uh, dear hearts and gentle people. Oh, yeah. Say, how's that go, dear hearts and gentle people? I love those dear hearts and gentle people. Oh, do 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 Oh, fine, Leonard. Fine. That's all right. <laughs> Sally Ann? Well, my heart cries for you. That's... Oh, say, that's a Denny. Uh, you couldn't sing that. Well, a little bit. My heart cries for you. Cries for you, sighs for you, and oh, I... <laughs> I feel so flattered. Sal Ann was looking right at me when she sang that. <laughs> Frankie's got his hand up. All right, Frankie boy. Well, then let me call you sweetheart. Say, what do you know about that? And you couldn't sing that, could you? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
That ever boomerang back, yeah. Well, all right, kids. That was fine. Before we look at this next Valentine, here's a reminder. Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. Take Alka-Seltzer the next time a headache makes you miserable, cranky, and cross. Yes, friends, when you see how soon you feel better, Alka-Seltzer will be first with you. Because it gives such fast relief, and it's always dependable. Alka-Seltzer is easy to take, pleasant tasting, really refreshing. Here's all you do. Just dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of water, then drink the sparkling effervescent solution. See how fast Alka-Seltzer can relieve your headache, how dependable it always is in bringing you this relief. And here's why. Alka-Seltzer's pain-relieving agent, sodium acetyl salicylate, is already dissolved when you take it, and therefore ready to go right to work, with Alka-Seltzer's effervescent fizz helping to speed the relief. Remember, when you first try Alka-Seltzer, you must be pleased or your money back. And we know Alka-Seltzer will be first with you because it gives such fast relief from the pain of a headache. It's always dependable. Ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. All right, kids, back to more questions. Now, this question from our Alka-Seltzer Valentine box is from Mrs. Miriam Norton of Yellow Springs, Ohio. A number of characters named Valentine appear in well-known classical works. I'll give you the name of the author, and you give me the works. Or, I mean, yeah, well, same thing as, uh, I mean, the play. <laughs> Valentine appears as a character in which of Shakespeare's plays? Sally Ann? Well, in Two Gentlemen of Verona, Valentine was one of the two gentlemen of Verona in the twelfth and in the twelfth night. Twelfth night, uh-huh. All right, fine. Now then, Valentine is a heroine in what book by Alexander Dumas? Valentine is a heroine in what book by Alexander Dumas? Lonnie? That's The Count of Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. Now, you also find a character named Valentine in what opera by Guno? Frankie, you had your hand up, son. Well, I wasn't sure, but I think that was the play Faust. That's right. How do you like that for six years old? <laughs> and he said he wasn't sure, but he was. Yeah, well, that's all right, uh-huh. Now then, uh, since tomorrow, kids, we celebrate the birthday <clears throat> of Abraham Lincoln, one of the greatest men our country has known, I would like to ask this question from Ruth Scott of St. Louis, Missouri. I'm going to give you a line from uh, a famous quotation. You are to continue from where I stop and uh, go as far as you can. All right, now listen. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. Well, we have two hands up, and Frankie, he's the uh, youngest of the quiz kids. Let's uh, see how far he can go. All right, Frankie. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate... We cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above all power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. <laughs> it is for us, the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause. 
for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we have highly resolved that these dead shall not have died in vain, and this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. What do you know about that? That was wonderful, Frankie. Just, oh, just amazing. I'm, I'm so proud of you. By the way, folks, uh, now don't forget that we give away wonderful Alka-Seltzer Awards every Sunday afternoon. That's right. You see, when a question is answered correctly, the Alka-Seltzer Award is a fine Zenith transoceanic portable radio that gives worldwide reception no matter where you are. It's really a dandy set, too, and one you'll be proud to own. On the other hand, when a question is missed... The Alka-Seltzer Award is a Zenith television set or a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination. The television set is the Zenith Buchanan, and believe me, it has everything. A new super-range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance, the sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console radio phonograph plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. Now, if you would like to try for one of these fine zeniths, send in a question for our radio program. Address your questions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Now then, friends, I am so very happy to turn over our classroom to our good friend, Mr. George Schick, the well-loved assistant conductor of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, Mr. Schick. Well, it's very nice that you said friend, Mr. Kelly. I do feel like a friend because this is my third appearance on this nice program, and this is fast becoming my Sunday pleasure. Come to the quiz, kids. Now, uh, I find another friend here. That's Lonnie Lundy. I have met him four times. This is the fourth appearance. We, we are working together three times on the Quiz Kid program, and once he gave us the great pleasure of being the soloist on one of our Tuesday afternoon young people's concerts of the Chicago Symphony, where he performed the first movement of the Beethoven C major concerto. So if I may, Mr. Kelly and uh, all the other friends, I would like to have Lonnie Lundy step to the piano and uh, I have worked out a little scheme and have a few questions to ask him. Hello, Lonnie. Lonnie, how are you? Just fine. Good. Nice to see you. Now, look, what I have in mind is this. I have come to know that you are a, not only a lover, but also a great knower of the symphonic literature. And as you know, Brahms and Schumann, both of these composers, have written four symphonies each. I know that you're familiar with them, and uh, for the moment, I'd like to ask you this. Can you play, let's say, out of two symphonies of Brahms, a few themes? Well, let's say I could play out of the uh, first symphony. All right. Good, that's very nice. Well, I see you have jumped to the most popular theme in the last movement. How about another Brahms symphony? Well, let's see, in the... Uh Fourth symphony, the third movement is this. Good, that's fine. All right, Lonnie, how about uh, going over to Schumann now? Do you remember any of the themes of the Schumann? Symphony? Well, let's see. In the uh, uh, symphony in E flat, it goes something like this, the beginning, I believe.
good. Well, you do know your symphonies. By the way, the one you just played, what is it called? It has a little nickname. That's uh, the Renner Symphony. Good, very good. Now, how about another Schumann? Well, let's see. The uh, symphony in D minor, I believe the third one goes something like that. Lonnie. You know, Lonnie's a funny boy. He always just goes something like that, and then he plays exactly well. So that's what I call an understatement. Well, Lonnie, uh, but I'm not going to relax on that. I'm going a little further about the Schumann and Brahms symphonies. Now, you gave us samples of two symphonies. As I mentioned a while ago, those two uh, composers wrote four each. Can you tell us the keys of the Brahms symphonies? Uh, I think so. Let's see. The first of the Brahms symphonies in C minor, the second in D major... Third is in F major, and the fourth is in E minor. Good, so that's C, D, F, E. Now, don't forget what you just said, and let's go over to uh, Schumann and give us the keys of the four Schumann symphonies. Well, there's a little controversy about the order. Some of them were published in a different order they were written, but I think the uh, generally accepted order is the first one in B flat, the uh, second one in C major, the third in E flat, and the fourth in C. That's very good. Now, here comes a very important question, and I hope you'll answer that well. In fact, I'm sure you will. Uh, let's say we go back to Brahms and think of those four keys you just mentioned, C, D, F, E. Let's play them on the piano, Lonnie. Now, while you play that, does it remind you of a very important theme in the symphonic literature? Not Schumann Brahms, but another master composer. Well, let's see. It could be uh, the prelude to Act Three of Carmen, I think. Uh, doesn't that go... Start with those four notes. It could, but let's uh, think of another symphony. Let's think oh, of another symphony. master composer. I would say of a classic composer. Seems to me... Uh, Play it again, will you? That's it. Now you're in the right range, too. I think that's uh, something in Mozart. I believe it's in his Jupiter symphony, isn't it? Yes. And where is it? What movement? I'm not sure. It's either the third or the fourth. Well, it's the fourth, Lonnie, and you did very, very well. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm very proud of Lonnie, too. And, Mr. Schick, thanks so much for paying us a visit and taking such an interest in the quiz, kids. That was really a terrific question. I liked it very, very much. Now, then, uh, here's our next question to uh, Mrs. Ruth H. Nelson of Atlanta, Georgia. Valentine's Day means reaching helping hands around the world, kids. And since there is a great organization whose purpose is to do that, the uh, United Nations, can you children name three of the six main bodies that head up the United Nations. Leonard? The General Assembly, the Security Council, and the Economic and Social Council. That's very, very good, Leonard. Very good. <laughs> now then, uh, here's a tricky quickie from Trudy Smith of San Francisco. Many people exchange box chocolates as valentines, but what two individuals will be trying to give each other box jawbreakers when they meet this Valentine's Day? Joel? Well, that'll be Jake LaMotta and uh, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, and they're fighting for the championship. That's right, Joel. Good boy. <laughs> well, now, kids, I, I hope you're ready with the Valentine poems you made up. I'm going to call for them just as soon as we hear from Bob Murphy. Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. When you eat too much, when something you've eaten doesn't agree with you, and as a result, you feel upset, 
uncomfortable with acid indigestion... Take Alka-Seltzer. Yes, Alka-Seltzer will be first with you because it gives such fast relief from this common ailment. You can always rely on Alka-Seltzer. That's a mighty good thing to know, friends. And a mighty good thing to do when acid indigestion causes distress is just drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of water. Instantly, that glass will begin filling up with the thousands of tiny sparkling bubbles. Now, Alka-Seltzer is ready to drink. You'll find that it's pleasant and refreshing, that it leaves a fresh, clean taste in your mouth, and how fast it acts to reduce excess gastric acidity that causes your distress. Why, you're feeling better almost before you know it. Yes, Alka-Seltzer will be first with you because it gives such fast relief from the distress of acid indigestion. Always rely on Alka-Seltzer. Ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. All right, kids, now let's see what kind of Valentine verses you boys made up about Sally Ann and which boy Sally Ann chose to write about. Of course, we, we understand you had to work on these at the same time you were answering questions. So uh, we'll start off with uh, Lonnie. All right, Lonnie. Well, I have two short ones. Two short ones, eh? Mm -hmm. Some roses are red, others are pink. You were my favorite gal, I think. Now, the other oh. one is roses are red, daisies are yellow. How would you like me to be your fellow? Oh, isn't that nice? Sally Ann, now how did you like that, honey? I thought they were very nice. Oh, well, good for you. <laughs> Leonard, what did you make up? I have one short verse. Right. Roses are red, violets are blue, sugar is sweet, and so are you. Oh, say, that certainly uh, is... Uh, Right up <laughs> Sally Ann's alley, all right, because she is very, very sweet. Thank and, uh, Joel, how about yours? Well, <clears throat> let's see. I had one short one. It isn't too good uh, <laughs> on the familiar pattern. Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm losing your, my head because I like you. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you like that, Sally Ann? I thought that was cute. It was cute, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Frankie, what have you got there? Well, this isn't very good. It doesn't have any flowers mentioned in oh, it. <laughs> oh, no flowers. Well, we've kind of overplayed the roses and the violets. Yeah. Well, all right, Frankie. Sally Ann, I love you. I love you so much. I hope you stay, 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 Ann, and try to answer every question, and you'll be, uh, and try to get on every time you can. Well, say. Now, there. Sir, Frankie's pulling for Sally Ann more, more ways than one. Now, all right, Sally Ann, now let's hear what you've written about one well, of the boys. I'm not a very good poetess, so, but this is to Leonard, I guess. Oh, to Leonard. Well, that, now that's a nice gesture because he's our visitor today. This is to our New York guest who hope he has a time the best. I hope he saw all the sights of Chicago. For my Valentine, Leonard has all my ego. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Very, very good. All of those were fine. Mm -hmm. Now then, kids, I want you uh, to try this question uh, from Bertha Watkins of Washington, D.C. Uh, Mrs. Jones found a 10-year-old newspaper in her attic and began to wonder how far her husband's salary went now as compared to then, even though his salary had increased 80% in the 10 years. Now, she had bought some groceries that morning and used the comparison of prices as a test. Was she or was she not better off? Here are the items and prices now and then. Let's take 1951 first. 
She bought four pounds of beef pot roast at 69 cents, making $2.76. One pound of butter, 75 cents. Two dozen eggs, $1.10. One pound of coffee, 85. Ten pounds of sugar, 98. Ten pounds of flour, 89. One loaf of bread, 16. And one phone call, 10 cents. In 1941, the same items were four pounds uh, beef pot roast, a dollar, one pound of butter, 34 cents, two dozen eggs, 50 cents, one pound of coffee, 23, 10 pounds of sugar, 46, 10 pounds of flour, 35, one loaf of bread, seven cents, a phone call, five cents. How about it? Frankie had his hand. What are you going to say, Frankie? Well, I think that she would be better off with her buying groceries than 19, in 1941 because now um, I noticed a big difference because now phone calls are 10 cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's precious. Uh, that's fine, Frank. Well, now, Joel had his hand up. Let's see if we can work this out uh, loud, Joel. So we... uh, well, I'm not sure. I added up the numbers as you gave them as you went along. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Uh, the grocery bill for uh, now <laughs> added up to seven fifty nine. That's right, for 1951. And uh, for then, it added out to $3 even. $3 even? So that'd be, let's see, three, uh, that'd be uh, 2.53 times as much, or uh, there'd be a 153% increase uh, in the cost of living, uh, as given by that, whereas uh, his uh, income only raised 80%. Uh, so the cost of living went up almost twice as much. That's very, very good, Joel. And... Uh, and by the way, Joel, I, I want to put you on your guard, young man. You better watch out for Frankie hereafter <laughs> on these tough math problems. <laughs> now, here's, uh, here's a history Valentine question uh, from Catherine Dutcher of Ballastinwood, uh, Pennsylvania. Which two states came to the Union as Valentines? Which two states? Lonnie. Oh, I, I was thinking something else. Oh, you're thinking I, something else. Which two it. states came to the Union as Valentines? All right, well, tell me, what state joined the Union on February 14th, 1859? Uh, Sally Ann. Well, this is just a guess, but it could be uh, Indiana. No, no, but thanks for the plug for our home state. Uh, <laughs> Joel? Oh, I'm pretty sure that'd be Kansas. No, 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 no. February 14th, 1859. Lonnie? I'm not sure. I think that might have been Oregon. What? I think that might have been Oregon. Oregon, that is right. That is right. And the other one was what? The other one, Leonard? I think it might be Washington. No, no, no. Um, the 1912, this happened during the Union. All right, Lonnie. Well, that'd be New Mexico. No, no. Or Arizona. Uh, Arizona. Arizona. Arizona, that's right. Uh-huh. All right, well... Now then, of course, we heard the bell. Before I dismiss class, I have a very important announcement for all school children and their parents throughout the nation. But first, here's Franklin Ferguson. Mothers, since you are the guardian of your family's health, this will be of interest to you. It's difficult to check foods to make sure they provide the vitamins known to be essential to good health. But one-a-day brand multiple vitamins can be your assurance of complete vitamin protection. With one-a-day brand vitamins, your family can get the known essential vitamins that help ward off peplessness, poor digestion, nervousness, and other signs of vitamin deficiency disease. Just make sure that everyone takes one-a-day brand multiple vitamins every day. Not just once in a while, but every day. 
All right, now don't forget, boys and girls, this year's Quiz Kids Best Teacher Contest closes at midnight tonight. You must have your letter in the mail before then. If you've put off writing it until this afternoon, you can still do it. Just write a letter of any length on the subject, the teacher who has helped me most. Altogether, there will be 552 prizes for students. The writers of the two top winning letters will each receive a $1,000 United States savings bond. The writers of the next 50 best letters will each win $10 in cash. And the writers of the next 500 best letters will each receive an attractive Quiz Kids pin and honor certificate. And boys and girls, don't forget this. When we receive your letter, we will send you a handsome certificate suitable for framing to present to the teacher you have written about. Your teacher will really appreciate that. And if your letter wins, just think of it. Your favorite teacher will receive first prize. That's $2,000, and there will be two winning teachers selected. $2,000 in cash goes to the teacher selected as the best teacher of the year, and the most promising teacher will receive $2,000 to be used for graduate study. Of course, the decision of our judges will be final. All entries become the property of the sponsor, Miles Laboratories, and in case of ties, duplicate prizes will be awarded. Now, Mother and Dad, see that the youngsters get those letters in the mail, won't you? Remember, they write on the subject, the teacher who has helped me most, and mail their letters to Quiz Kids Best Teacher Contest, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois, before midnight tonight. And now, Quiz Kids, as usual, you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And, Leonard, I want you to know that we enjoyed having you with us this afternoon. I know all your friends in Albany, New York, were listening and that they are mighty, mighty proud of you. Now, folks, uh, we hope you'll all plan to be with us next Sunday. So, until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz, kids. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye, Listen to the Quiz Kids coast to coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. This is Bob Murphy speaking. <laughs>